Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. the top of the morning to you and the top of the year to you how about that we're going to help you launch your year right have a great start to your year begin the right way that's what this one's all about st patrick's day this year we'll be celebrating our fourth anniversary of the podcast and so far the three programs that have been the most downloaded and the most listened to are the ones that start the year off so we're giving people some insight on how to maybe launch their year or start the year right and it's no coincidence that those would be the ones that people would listen to the most. So I'm expecting a lot of you to be listening today. I have a few new wrinkles for you. I have a few things to share with you that hopefully can help you set up that this year can be an improvement over last year or prior years. The mistake that many people make is they want a cataclysmic change from the previous year. Now, you might have had some terrible circumstances last year. And Lord willing, those those won't come knocking on your door again. Or you're in the middle of a tough circumstance. But there are things that you can do proactively that are in your control that you can improve your year. And that's a magical thought. You know, I don't know why it is uh, in the game of golf as an amateur. The amount of time that you're playing, you're practicing, and then you're competing, and it's the you've had a bad start to your round. And I don't know what it is. You keep fighting and grinding. You walk onto the 10th tee box. It's the back nine, as they say. And for whatever reason, it's almost like you feel like you have a new lease on life. And, and I don't know why you don't have, maybe that's why you, I'm an amateur golfer. You know, you go to the clubhouse and there's, there's a snack shop or you get a bottle of water or something and you go to the 10th tee box and it's a new beginning. And that's the way I view the new year. It's a new beginning. And I believe success is a series of new beginnings. And uh, Winston Churchill said, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And so I want to share with you some things today that can help you, some things that help me, and that can help you fight against your own nature, your own habits, and even the pervasive thinking in the culture. You know, years ago, New Year's resolution became a popular thing. In fact, in 1973, only 11% of people set New Year's resolutions. By 1995, that number had grown to 73%. Now we're more sophisticated. Now personal growth and development is everywhere. There's podcasts, there's shows, there's books, there's everything. Uh, Blogs, you name it. There's all kinds of apps. There's everything to help us in personal development and growth. And now where are we at? Recent surveys show that less than 20% of people this year will set a New Year's resolution. And the difference being between 1973 and today is in 1973, people were unaware of the opportunity of a New Year's resolution. But by 2020, people are come to the conclusion they don't work. And therein lies the great challenge. New Year's resolutions don't work. Like it's some kind of magical manifesto that's supposed to work on you. I tell people all the time when they get into coaching, I tell them, you know, coaching is not something done to you. A coach comes alongside you. They find out about you. They understand your goals where your circumstances are. The coach pulls something out of you. Coaching is not something done to you. New Year's resolutions are not something done to you. Oh, it didn't work for me. I wrote it down. I sat in a closet. Nothing happened. Or I didn't change a thing. Well, nothing is going to change. And so I want to share with you 
that every year over the holidays, I take time to analyze what went well, what needed improvement, what are some new ideas to implement. And then I prioritize the list. I don't overwhelm myself, but I prioritize things specifically that I'm going to work on so that I can have improvement in the year. And if you keep improving over a period of time, it becomes radical. It becomes sustained. And it becomes, man, you're living the life. You're living your best life. I hear that all the time. Brian, you're just living your best life. You know, it never feels like that. Rarely does it feel like that. You get those mountaintop experiences. You get those beautiful things with your family or experiences you have or bucket list things you check off. But it's from the outside looking in, it looks like you never have a bad day. So we're going to talk about how to begin your year right. That's what we're going to talk about, how to begin your year right. And so I have three points for you the way I always do. And uh, first, I'm going to talk about what holds us back. Why is it when we begin, we, we often begin wrong because uh, there are things that hold us back. The second thing I'm going to challenge you on today is I'm going to prove to you that you're not a quitter. And you can sit there and nod, but in the back of your mind, your unconscious mind, many of you have come to believe things about yourself. And I'm going to prove to you today, categorically, how you're not a quitter, and then uh, contrast the difference between quitting and stopping. And then lastly, we're going to talk about a little technique called habit stacking. Habit stacking is the way to really break the whole New Year's resolutions don't work. U.S. News uh, said that 80% of resolutions fail by February. The University of Scranton, apparently there's a university in Scranton that's not just known for the office, that 92% of people who set New Year's goals never actually achieve them. So that's over the long haul. Well, so there's a 92% failure rate. Well, I look at it and say there's an 8% success rate. So why don't you choose to be the 8%? You know, there's millions of people in this world. They're not all listening to the show today, but you are. So let's focus on what we can do. So what holds us back? Okay, we, how many of you have ever had a New Year's resolution or set a goal or have repeatedly set a goal and have repeatedly come up short? I have. How about you? And so in examining for myself what's held me back, I found some things that I think are common to many people. So here's the first thing, the lack of a plan. Here's the next thing actual inconsistency itself and then lastly uh, bad habits we have some bad habits and so let's talk about the lack of a plan okay uh, Zig Ziglar you say failing to plan is planning to fail right so we start out with the goal people come to me at our events and they want a business plan I tell them all the time it's a lot simpler you know you can go through five years of business school at some very expensive college and they'll introduce you to all aspects of business planning except the ones that work and I, and I say that because I've had a chance to interact with so many college groups and college kids who actually were even in MBA programs at very fancy universities. And when they presented me with a business plan, it was so incoherent, so overdone. And I'd say to them, here's a business plan. Do you have a set of goals? So what you're trying to get accomplished? Do you have the activities it takes to achieve those goals? And then do you have the resources set aside, the time and money to do the activities? So it's what you want with the set of goals, what are the activities to go and achieve those goals, and then the resources, which is time and money. And if you have a, a bigger organization, there's also people. And that's it. And there you go. I just saved your parents 250 grand or 350 grand. You don't need to go to Harvard to learn how not to do it. And so I have a little zip on my fastball because I've spent a, quite a few weeks here talking to some college students, going to very prestigious universities and seemingly learning nothing. So sorry about that if you're a college professor. If you are a college professor, up your game, teach them something practical. How about that? Lack of a plan. 
big goal, need some action steps, and then you need some resources, okay? And so a plan by very definition, it's a detailed proposal for doing or achieving something. It's a detailed proposal for doing or achieving something. If you have no intention of doing or achieving, don't bother planning. So no, I'm going to get serious about this. So I have this goal in mind, and now I'm going to turn the goal into a plan. Tom Landry, the legendary football coach for the Dallas Cowboys, said, setting a goal is not the main thing. It is deciding how you'll go about achieving it and staying with that plan. Okay? There's a man that achieved just record success over a 20-plus year career in the NFL. Abraham Lincoln said, give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Okay? That became uh, sharpen the saw for Stephen Covey and his seven habits of highly effective people. So if you're going to go and pursue what starts out as beginning of your year right, might be a New Year's resolution, it's got to get transformed into a, a goal, and then that goal gets transformed into a plan. Second thing that holds us back here is inconsistency, okay? And we all know that. We all know we struggle with inconsistency. Human beings are designed to be inconsistent. Now, there are people that are so habitualized and so ritualized that they're very consistent. It doesn't mean they're consistent in the most productive thing in the world. I had a chance years ago to go on a road trip with the boys. They were playing in the national championship in Missouri, and one of the assistant coaches, a very eccentric character, great guy, a lot of fun, very eccentric. We're sharing a, a suite. So we meet up for breakfast in the morning. He takes out a bowl of oatmeal. He takes out a bag of grapes. And this was a basketball team. He's a basketball coach, and he free throws grapes into his bowl. And it was 27 grapes. I just started counting. And the next day, it was 27 grapes. So finally, this guy had been a math teacher for over 30 years. And I say to him, why do you do that? He goes, well, there's 27 bites of oatmeal in a bowl. And I want each bite to have a grape in it. Now, I, I, for respect's sake, I held onto my jaws. My jaw was drooping open. I'm like, what in the frost is that? But I realized he was super consistent. Now, would that make him a millionaire? Would that make him achieve his goals? No. But he had a routine down that was pretty cool. So we have to pick down our routines that will actually be helping us. So what we want to be is just consistent. And that's doing something in the same way that becomes effective over time. I'm going to say that again. It's doing something in the same way that becomes effective over time. Grapes in the oatmeal is not, not effective unless you're just kind of having a little fun with that, okay? The big thing about consistency, whether it's I teach it in our working by referral systems to our you know, fantastic agents, the best real estate agents in the business, is that consistency builds trust with your customers. So when you're, you're marketing to your customers, you want to send, uh, you want to be quality marketing on a consistent basis, like you send your items of value, your e-reports that we talk about. When you're writing personal notes, you want to be consistent because it builds trust. So that's how you build trust with another human being, be consistent. Here's the key component in achievement. You need to build trust with yourself. And the only way you're going to build trust with yourself is to be consistent. And that's doing the same thing over time. And that's when your effectiveness comes. And so when you get that effectiveness, it'll start to develop. And what you're developing is trust. And trust leads to confidence. And uh, you take trust, confidence with good habits, and you're going to get success. Horace Smith, the famous poet, said, Inconsistency is the only thing in which men are consistent. Well said. The last thing that holds us back is bad habits. You know, we did a whole podcast on this not so long ago called Breaking Bad. It's episode 182, if you haven't listened to it. But we need to break those bad habits. 
and Mark Twain said it, you know, 100 years ago, a habit cannot be tossed out the window. It must be coaxed down the stairs a step at a time. It's a challenge, and you have to be consistent, and it takes persistency, you know. That's persistent consistency. Good habits are the key to success, Ogmandino said. Bad habits are the unlocked door to failure, okay? So what holds us back? Lack of a plan, being inconsistent, bad habits. So let's throw that out the window, and let's now get into the right frame of mind here. And I want to challenge you on something right now. I want to talk to your unconscious mind. I want you to kind of, whatever you're doing, if you're driving the car, you just drive. You can do whatever you want. I want to talk to your subconscious mind. If you're out for a walk or a jog or wherever you're listening to this show, you can preoccupy yourself if you want. I want to talk to your unconscious mind. And what I want to share with your unconscious mind is that you're not a quitter. You're not a quitter. A quitter is somebody who started something and stopped. Well, you're like, man, I've started lots of things and stopped. Uh, You know, maybe you bought a piece of home exercise equipment and you were all fired up and motivated and you got the buns of titanium video or the ab roller, the Nordic track Swedish or (laughs) Swedish machine, whatever it is. And then the next thing you know, it's in the corner of the room. It's not used. Now there's clothing hanging on it. Then it moves down into the garage and then you have a garage sale and you sell the thing. And then uh, a year later, you buy another piece of exercise equipment. You joined a gym, you started with a trainer, or maybe even got a coach for your business, whatever. You started something and you stopped. And now you're, okay, Brian, thanks. You've just proved to me that I'm a quitter. No, what you are is a stopper. You're a stopper. And you have a tendency towards stopping. A quitter is somebody who gives up permanently. A quitter is somebody who doesn't get back up the hill. A quitter is somebody who never intends to actually change. They want to change their circumstance, but they're not willing to pay the price to change themselves. The reason I can prove to you categorically that you're not a quitter is because you're listening to this show right this minute. You know when you come to tune into the Brian Buffini show what you're going to get. Mindsets, motivations, and methodologies for success. I'm going to try and encourage you. I'm going to try to challenge you. I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to go do, to become who you're destined to be. And you're listening to this program. Now, there's no way you're going to continue listening to this program if you have no intention of doing anything at all. The key is to keep getting back in the game, to keep getting back in the game. I'll talk about that here in a minute with an actual affirmation and a little technique. So you might be a stopper, and we need to reverse those muscles over time, and I'm going to give you a couple techniques to do that, Uh, but I can tell you you're not a quitter. And that's why I'd even to yourself, I'd like to say to yourself, I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. Um, You've set the same goal. You want to lose weight in your however many years. You know, my mother was on a diet for most of my life. My whole life she was on a diet. And she never seemed to lose a pound. And then one day she got diagnosed with early stages of diabetes. And she lost 30 pounds in about 100 days. And she's kept it off for the last 10 plus years. She started many a time. She started every technique under the sun and the cabbage water diet and the this and the non-fat and the high fat and the low carb and the high carb and the, the paleo and the paleo and the you name it. The Guinness diet, believe it or not, that's a great Irish one. People were just drinking Guinness and they were told to drink enough Guinness you lose weight. <laughs> Guinness is just the greatest marketing company in history of mankind. But finally, when it came important enough and for the sake of our family and our life and everything else, she got serious about it. And she was 40 years trying to lose weight. 
She had stopped many a time, but it turned out she hadn't quit. And that's the same for you. Why do we get in this spot? Why do we think we're quitters? Because life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. I know people who've been right on track and they're working out and exercising. They're doing their activities for their marketing. They're doing all the things that are right to grow their business, grow their life, grow their marriage, grow their kids. And then something happens. My life went upside down when our house burned down. Fire came in the Santa Ana, 75 miles an hour. Uh, we got out with our shirts on our back and so on and so forth. And we, we ended up being in the middle of a giant recession, in the middle of massive housing foreclosures. We end up moving into a, a hotel and then we stayed there for quite a while. And then we moved into a house and I'm paying $12,000 a month to rent a house. And then it turns out the guy we're paying the money to doesn't pay his mortgage and the house gets foreclosed on. We moved to another house. It has mold. I mean, we ended up moving six times in 18 months. You tell me how significant we were at keeping the daily routines and how great we were at all the different dynamics. And, and here's the thing. We were homeschooling our kids and so on and so forth. Some of that stuff showed up years and years later with classes that were missed and kids having to work harder in school later on in life because of all the disruptions, all the different things that took place. Life gets in the way. And sometimes you get a diagnosis. Sometimes you, a marriage comes to an end. Sometimes a marriage starts. Sometimes you have a parent that needs your care. I mean, life is life. And life gets in the way. And when life gets in the way, our goals and our plans can go out the window. And that's why you're not a quitter. You're not a quitter. Life got you. You know, you're not a quitter. You got, you know, your spouse got laid off. You're not a quitter. You got a diagnosis. You're not a quitter. Life happened. And life is always going to happen. And so that's why the first tip I'm going to give you here today is the third part of this you're not a quitter is called shorten the gap. And shorten the gap. You know, you talk about I'm off the wagon. You know, it used to be the phrase in Ireland, a fellow tries to quit drinking and I'm off the wagon and then I'm back on the wagon and I'm off the wagon. Well, the truth is when it comes to our life, we're all kind of off and on the wagon. And the goal is to shorten the gap. You know, someone who's got the DNA of health and exercise, they, they have life happen to them, but it's such a part of their life that they might be three or four days and something happens or whatever else and they get right back at it. You know, if it's a more learned behavior like it is for me, it's a challenge. But the goal is to shorten the gap. So the last time you were healthy and this and that and you're doing your exercise and then you got an injury and then you lost your way and whatever, it became six months. Well, what success looks like is if I get off the wagon, if I get on in three months, that's success. Now, that's not how the market communicates success or the movies or the culture, but when you shorten the gap and you get back on the wagon, whether it's your business, your life, your marriage, your kids, whatever it is, your routines that were productive, your routines that were helping you to become more effective over time, those consistencies that were helping you achieve your goals. The goal is to shorten the gap. Uh, James Clear, who wrote a fantastic book uh, we've referenced before called Atomic Habits, says, never miss twice. If you miss one day, try to get back on track as quickly as possible. That's the key. Uh, they interviewed Jack Nicklaus here, you know, one of the greatest golfers of all time. And they said, what was your secret to success? It was interesting. He said, he said, I, I really tried to never hit two bad shots back to back. Now, think about it. This is the greatest golfer of all time who knew he was going to hit bad shots. But he said, when I hit a bad shot, I'd really put all my attention and all my energy and all my focus into making sure the next one wasn't a bad shot. He goes, most people just chase their mistakes. George Bernard Shaw said, success does not consist in never making mistakes but in never making the same one. George Patton said, I hate paying for the same real estate twice. And to me, I use that phrase all the time, which is when I've learned a lesson the hard way, I don't plan on, on learning that lesson again. You know, Patton was gone, you know, he moved 30 miles inland in France in World War II. 
and a lot of men died and a lot of tanks were used and a lot of equipment was used and hey that 30 miles of real estate I'm not paying for it twice so we learned a lot we're not going backwards okay so first thing we're analyzing what holds us back second I hope you know you're not a quitter and I really hope you take that on board big difference between quitting and stopping and then lastly I want to get into some techniques we're always into mindset motivation and methodologies are a big deal because I don't want you just setting New Year's resolutions. I, I want this to be an audience of doers and thinkers and influencers. And so we've got to go do something. I'm asked all the time, Brian, I'd like to become a speaker. A lot of young people come to me. I want to be a speaker. And I go, well, okay, what have you ever done? Well, I, I, I'm working on writing a book. You're 24. Now, it doesn't mean young people can't do great things, but you're writing a biography at 24. Why don't you go back in? I feel like you're a fish, and I caught a fish that's six inches long. and throw them back in and... You need to go back in the river and learn a little bit. You need to grow up a little bit. You need to have some experiences. You need to have some failures. Why don't you tell me how you screwed up and how you came back from it? Then I, then I might read the book. But I want to be a speaker. I want to be a writer. How, how about you go do something? And we all got to be doers, you know, and th there's not enough of that. I also encourage you to be more challenging to where you get your advice from. You know, when, when someone writes a book, look in the biography. What did they do before they wrote the book? I'm going to tell you that in the self-help world today, there's not a lot of steak on the bones. And because the, there's a lot of people who have a concept or idea, and that doesn't mean they don't have a concept or idea, but it means it may not have the experience. You know, the Greeks, they had fantastic language, and much of our language comes from the Greek language. And the, the Greeks would talk about knowledge, and they talk about head knowledge, and they talk about heart knowledge. But the knowledge they valued the most, this epignosis, they call it, is experiential knowledge. And so that's why we want you to stack up your habits. That's why we want you to go do stuff, to learn that experiential knowledge. So I'm going to talk to you about this principle called habit stacking. It's a great technique. There's a neat guy by the name of B.J. Fogg, and he just a brand new book, like brand new book, called uh, Tiny Habits. And the subtitle is The Small Changes That Change Everything. And I so believe in this. And there's other books, whether it's the Kaizen Way to Success, all kinds of books I've, I've read before. But I... In leading the largest business coaching company in North America, I can tell you that this is where winning is done. Small changes that change everything. And so habit stacking is one of those things. So first of all, pick a specific day, time, and place where you're going to do not only your planning, but your reviews and your plan of what you're going to do that day. Second thing is you want to write it down. And then the third thing is you want to leave yourself some clues. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain all of this. So, choosing a specific day of the week, time, or place uh, increases your effectiveness significantly. So for me, like a to-do list, I do a to-do list at the same time in the same place. I sit in the same chair. I write it in the same book every day. And when I do that, I find myself to be very productive. Now, I do my to-do lists while I'm also keeping my eye on my goals. Because you can to-do yourself to death. You can be very, very uh, active, but not very productive. So you can get a bunch of stuff done on a to-do list, but I want to keep my goals in mind. Now, sometimes it's go to the dry cleaner and pick up suit. Yeah, that does happen. Or get the windshield repaired. You know, there's no doubt some of that stuff makes my list. But I'm watching my goals every day to make sure I'm not just doing things that are immediate. I'm doing some things that are also connected to the bigger overall goal. The second thing is write it down. We have a famous comedian in Ireland by the name of Hal Roach. And he's just the funniest guy. And, he, you know, he made his career over American tourists coming to Jury's Hotel or whatever else. And he was the ultimate 
Irish storyteller, hilarious guy. And when he'd tell you a joke that he was pleased with, the audience is cracking up. He'd go, write it down, write it down, write it down. And that's the same thing for if you want to be successful in this habit stacking. If you want to be successful and not just set New Year's resolutions, you write it down. Some studies have shown it's seven times more likely to happen if you write a goal down as opposed to just having it in mind. So write it down. So you're going to do this habit. You're going to start this habit. You write it down for the day. And then you go back and the next day you revisit how you did. Okay? Very, very powerful. So the last piece here is leave clues. You know, if you want to become a reader, leave a book on your pillow. Yeah, I have a guy who works for me named Augusto, and he's 17 years with me. He really made a commitment last year to be a reader. And so last year he read just under 70 books. And that's an astronomical amount. And he was always somewhat of a reader, but not in that class. And he just said, well, okay, how'd you do it? And he said, well, I always go inside to my living room where there's a water fountain. I get a drink of water. I just leave a couple of the books there. And this guy was a big-time gamer. In fact, I, I'm going to call him out. He actually got carpal tunnel syndrome of playing video games with his kids. He was playing so many video games. True story. He, he showed up with an arm brace one time. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, I have carpal tunnel from playing video games. So he said, that's a bad habit. I want to cut back on that. He was doing it to connect with his older son, and I get it. But he, he wanted to cut back on that. So every time he put it in a place where he'd normally sit down and play a video game, he had a few books he really wanted to read. And he got into the habit, and he got into the habit. And now, I mean, 70 books in a year is a monstrous number. And I, you know, I don't want to freak anybody out. If you do a book a month, you're a superstar. But he got the bit between the teeth, and maybe, you know, I have a lot of superstars around the building. So when Buffini and Company people get it going, they do it in a big way. So leave yourself little clues. You know, if you, you want to become a, a runner, set out your running gear right next to your bed. So when you wake up in the morning, you got to kind of trip over the shoes, and the gear's laid out. Leave yourself little clues so that you have basically no chance to excuse yourself, to bad habit yourself, and get out of the way. Folks, here's what I want to share with you. I think this can be a great year. I don't know if there's difficulties or challenges that lie ahead. I know there's some. I know there's some for me. But I know this could be my best year yet if I'm willing to analyze what holds me back if I'm willing to understand the, the zip on my fastball that no matter what I've done where I've started and not followed through that I'm not a quitter I just need to shorten that gap on being a stopper and then with a little bit of habit stacking and a few little techniques here and there at the same time the same place I write it down and I leave myself a few clues bit by bit consistency can be mine bit by bit I can become very effective over time bit by bit I can have my best year ever that's my hope and prayer for you all. I hope you've had a good holiday. I hope you have your best year ever. And I hope you continue to uh, listen to The Brian Buffini Show. And if this is a program that's helped you today, why don't you do this? Why don't you make one of your new habits referring two to three people a week a podcast? And so you go, this was some of your best work. This was fantastic. I know somebody who could use this. Why don't you do that? That's all we ask is that if you know someone who wants to learn, who wants to grow, refer this podcast to them. Send them a link, tell them to listen in, and let's get them on the program, and maybe they can begin and have a fantastic year too. We're going to have Mr. David Lally start you off year right. David has a few things to share with you. I'll see you next time. Let's have a great week, and let's have a great year. Love that, Brian. There's no better time to get on top of a plan for the year than at the very beginning. I didn't want to let you go today without sharing an opportunity for some motivation. Brian is launching an all-new event this year, 
the Buffini and Company Masterclass, touring nationwide. If you want to see him live in a city near you, check out the list of locations and register at buffiniandcompany.com mc. As we sign off today, I'll leave you with Brian's mum, Therese. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.